So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. My goodness. Oh, I'm just talking to our special guest expert right before going live here. I am so blessed. That's the one word that just hits me quickly and instantly that I've just gotten to meet this amazing, amazing individual. Alexander Schlamm is coming on here in just a moment. I cannot wait to share him with you. And that is what this show is truly all about. It is a show by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. And the purpose of this show is to bring on successful, amazing individuals like Alec to help show you the keys, the secrets, the recipes to success. The thing is, we all think there, that it's some magical array of things that must fall into place perfectly for us to become successful. And really, all it is, is all you need to find is that one recipe. You only need one. It may not be the one you think it is, but all you have to do is follow the steps Put in the proper ingredients. Do it step by step. Follow someone else's lead who has achieved success. It's that simple. Yeah, it takes time. It takes work. It takes energy. But it also takes the a single correct recipe. And so that's what I brought on this show are people like Alec who have that recipe. He's figured it out. I'm excited. I cannot believe this. This is amazing. I can't wait. I cannot wait to bring him on. But real quick, that is what the Mind Body Business Show is all about. It's about the three pillars of success. It's about mind, which means mindset. That's about having a powerful and more importantly, flexible mindset. And these are traits I found of very successful people over the last 10 years or so studying only successful people. So one was a very powerful and flexible mindset. Number two is body, taking care of their body. Alec is the epitome of that. This man is uh, doing a lot of things physically. We're going to have a chat and find out what those are. Uh, I, I know what they are. We're going to share them with you. And they literally take care of themselves physically by doing physical exercise and nutritionally by ingesting things that are good for them. And then business. Now, business is multi, multi, multi-faceted. Uh, it includes the mastering of certain skill sets, skill sets like sales, marketing, team building, systematizing, leadership. I could go on for quite some time. I won't though, I promise. The cool thing is, Yes, it's important to master each of these skill sets, but you personally don't have to. Why? Because if you just master one, just one, and it actually, yes, it was one of those that I mentioned in that list just a moment ago, then the rest fall into place. If you want to know what that one is, go ahead and put it in the comments. I see you guys coming on, watching. What is that one, one skill set that if you master, then the rest can fall into place? If you want to know the answer... I'll tell you anyway, whether you're asking or not, because I don't want to hold it out there like a carrot dangling. It is the skill set of leadership. Once you have mastered the skill set of leadership, you can then bring in those individuals and lead them. Those that have the skill sets that have mastered those skill sets that you have yet to and may never master. Because let's face it, mastering something takes a long time. It's like being um, 
I can't think of the word, but it takes 10,000 hours to achieve uh, mastery of, of these skill sets on average. And that's that would take a long time for any one person. So why not take the approach of mastering the one skill set you need and then using that to leverage off others? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. And another phenomenal, phenomenal skill set or actually attribute of very successful people is what I found in studying all these individuals is that to a person, they are also very avid readers of books and not just any books, but books that have a, a purpose and impact on them for their business or their personal life. And with that, I want to very briefly, I promise Alec is right here waiting. Uh, with really briefly, I'm going to move into or segue into a little segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready, steady, read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Yes, ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Now, a real quick word, a quick word of advice. Uh, I do this every show, but as you're watching the show, you're going to hear beautiful, wonderful, amazing resources. I know Alex is going to have many, many of these uh, when he comes on. And you're going to want to go click away and type in the URL and go find out what it's all about. I would caution you not to do that. And instead is write it down. Old fashioned, old school with a pen and paper, write it down. And then after the show's over, go visit those resources. Why do I say that? I would so, so hate for you to take your attention away from Alec as he is talking when he is giving that one golden nugget that could potentially change your life forever. And I'm not kidding about this. I've seen this happen. I, I've spoken from stage. I see people get up and walk to go to the restroom right at the moment that I know I'm delivering that one golden nugget. So please do yourself a favor and just stay with us. Take notes and learn from the master, Alec, who's coming on in just minutes, couple minutes, maybe less. All right. Reach Your Peak Library is a website that I had developed, and I'm not kidding, with you in mind. And what I did is I compiled a list of all the books that I've read that I personally vet as having profound impact on my life, either in business or in personal or both. And so not every book I've ever read is in here. And another, um, I'm going to actually admit something here. I didn't start reading. I'm 57 years old right now. I didn't start reading avidly until I was 47. And then I realized after person after person, mentor after mentor told me the importance, I finally started reading. Oh my goodness, they were right. It is very important. And you will see your life take off in dramatic ways in, in both business and personal. If you read the right books, and that's why I put this list together. It is not here for the purpose of making money. All those buttons go to Amazon. I may make a few pennies. I don't even know, to be honest. I just make everything uh, clickable to Amazon and other affiliate programs. But it's all there for you. A quick library to go. Go check that out. I'm done talking about that because I'm so excited. I'm going to bring our amazing special guest expert on right now. Let's do this. Here we go. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. It is the one, the only, Alexander Shalom. Yes. Welcome to the show, my man, Alec. So great to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, so much for chatting with me uh, before and uh, having me on your show. I am thrilled to be here. I hope I'll be able to help some 
who knows, entrepreneur or some startup or whatever, or maybe even senior businessman with some something I say. Uh, that would be very nice. That's the beautiful thing because we can all, no matter what our age or level of experience, we can all learn from someone else because we've not lived every aspect that is possible in existence. And I love that you brought that up. My mentor that I love, who I, I raise up, is he literally could be my son by age. That never mattered to me. You know, age, color, race, gender, none of that. I said color and race, didn't I? Um, <laughs> everyone gets the idea. I'm like, wow, that sounded kind of redundant. But yeah, um, none of that matters to me. What matters are results. And what matters is having people like you on this show. I know I've always been told it's not polite to point, but you know, I just did it. But uh, <laughs> we're going to have some fun and we're going to get uh, deep into Alex's life here as deep as he wants to go. He has some great stories to share. I hope uh, he shares those here tonight with everyone here. Uh, before we jump all the way in, I do have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of, and I'm glad we've got quite a good number of folks watching uh, right now. And what that is, is uh, toward the end of the show, we're going to give away a wonderful prize, but you must be on live, watching live, and you must be on to the end of the show. Why? Because that's when we show and tell you how you can enter to win. What do you win? A five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort, and that's compliments of the big insider secrets. You see the red logo above Alex left shoulder there on the screen. Uh, if you're watching this on video, if you're listening on podcast, obviously you can't see that, but it is the big insider secrets. And that is Jason Nast, my dear friend who has offered this for me and my company to give away every single show. Uh, and it's a legitimate vacation stay. So you don't want to miss that stand to the end and just a couple more and we're going to get into it. All right. So, if you're struggling with putting on a live show together and let's say it's overwhelming and you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high quality show and connect with great people like Mr. Shalom uh, and grow your business all at the same time, then head on over to carpetbombmarketing.com. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And one of the key components that is contained in this Carpet Bomb Marketing series is one that you'll learn how to absolutely master and that is the very service we're using this moment to stream our live show and it's right here right now on the mind body business show and over the course of the past gosh it's been 10 years now i've tried many of these quote unquote tv studio solutions uh for live streaming and i'm here to tell you uh with it from experience that StreamYard is the best of the best today and it combines supreme ease of use along with unmatched functionality. So write this down. Don't go typing it and clicking away. Write this down, ryp.im forward slash stream live, all together, one word, all lowercase. That URL one more time, ryp.im forward slash stream live. Okay, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to bring the man, the myth, the legend himself, Alexander Schlamm. I am so pumped, so excited. Um, and now what we're going to do is give you the introduction you richly deserve, Alec. And that is to let people know just a little bit about you. And then I'm going to let you take it away and tell people all the wonderful things that you told me earlier. So Alec is a prolific innovator, founder, and CEO of Melita International Incorporated. And that's a global company which birthed call centers, the call center industry. I hope you heard that, everybody. Birthed it. He did. <laughs> this is amazing to me. While dramatically enhancing and personalizing people-to-people -people telephone communications. 
that's the extent of his bio. And I'm glad it's a short one because you want to hear it straight from him. And if you don't mind, uh, Alec, just give a, a brief overview, uh, at, like you were telling me earlier when you started out, how old you were and just how your life has gone up till now. Okay, if you allow me, I need to, is there an echo? Are we okay? We're okay on this end. Okay, so I just wanted to thank two people who are involved, who got me introduced to you a few weeks ago. One is Lloyd Lofton. He's an incredible individual. I don't know how he did it, but he, when he met me and he, uh, we arranged a, a lunch with Richard Brock, is the, the, the other person. So anyway, Lloyd uh, runs a sales heroes group where his, he wrote books and et cetera, where his uh, talent and the book allows people to deal with objections when they are selling in the sales process, you know, rebuttals and closing deals. So his stuff is 100% to be read by anyone who is in sales. Richard Brock provides software in a company called Sales Talk Technologies. And his software for desktop, for people that sell by whatever, it's AI-based, artificial intelligence, real-time playbook. So it allows the agent, whoever's on the phone, to interact and get you know, responses, objections, which are used from Lloyd's uh, book, et cetera, et cetera. So I just wanted to thank them immensely. I want to thank you very much. And I'll just dive into a couple things. You asked kind of loaded question, and I kept thinking about it for a while, how to do it. Uh, but uh, I think I need to kind of start with, uh, because I'm talking about technology, I'm talking about business, building company around the world, innovation, all of those things. Uh, so I just wanted to tell a little story, what the impetus for starting the company Melita International, what it was and why. So number one, I give a lot of credit to Georgia Tech where I got my education, but more over to my cousin, younger cousin, Michael Gilsenrat. He, when he joined Georgia Tech, maybe a year after me, and by the way, none of us spoke English. We didn't know whatever. We didn't know America. We are immigrants from communist Poland. Uh, we left in 1969 and we arrived here in 1970 through Vienna, through uh, Austria, through uh, Italy, Rome, finally got legal permit and visa to enter US. We were sponsored here by uh, the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta and I thank them from the bottom of my heart. My cousin, Michael Gilzerat, while studying at Georgia Tech, he met a gentleman by the name of John Lucas. Uh, you will understand shortly why. He not only um, uh, helped us, uh, which is a different story, to set up a music band. My, my cousin Michael, his brother, myself, and a couple other people in Poland, we had a very nice group and we composed music, we wrote our own lyrics, we performed. Anyways, 
coming to America, and we all came as family. Uh, we wanted to do something together and special, and uh, definitely John was instrumental helping us uh, with music and, and performances. I wanted to tell you this, why John? If it was not for him, he knew us, I built some technologies for him uh, later on, but the way it happened was when I graduated tech and I was working in 1979 at Lockheed as a scientist, and I was working uh, also on my master's degree at tech, he came to my apartment at that time. And he brought in, believe it or not, for any engineers here, you will be saying, what? He brought to me an answering machine. You guys know what answering machine is, but in the old days, it was all mechanical. There was no microprocessor. There was nothing. It was relays, piece of tape, and a little transceiver, and it would write on the magnetic tape. Anyway, the reason I tell you this is because he asked me, and Savinina, Alec, you as an engineer from Georgia Tech, rambling wreck of Georgia Tech, why don't you take this? And I think I will have few clients, but can you modify it so it can make phone calls? It can deliver messages to remind people about furniture delivery or some other stuff instead of people having to call and waste time. So I laughed at him because I said, John, you don't understand. Flip the unit over, you will see a schematic. It's all mechanical, electric, there's nothing. So I said, I will build you from scratch, multi-line, not just one telephone line that can dial, but multi-line system using computer engineering, software, microprocessor. So that is, I have to say, the beginning of the company that I and my wife built uh, over the years, over 20 years. So I just wanted for people to understand that. So that's one impetus. The other one that is important is doing a project. I, I eavesdropped when I, just before Lockheed, I worked for company Solid State Systems. And I actually, while there, invented the first electronic, electronic telephone that was connected to uh, a phone system. The company specialized in phone systems like we all know in buildings and whatever. Uh, but that phone, when I created it, that had a display. First, first maybe phone instrument with displays. Back then, until like late 80s, none of the phones actually had a display. So anyway, so I bring this to your attention and I will just dive, uh, Brian, to something else. But while working at solid state systems, I eavesdropped and I heard Wisconsin Public Service representative, I think a director, he was asking the owners of this company if they could modify the phone system so that the phone system could make phone calls, it could detect that somebody answered the phone so that they, during emergency situations like power down, were elderly people without power. There were many actually incidences that they died. So there were many, many lawsuits against uh, Wisconsin public or the gas was leaking. Anyways, the system was to dial, uh, reach these people, but at the same time, uh, figure out that uh, uh, 
somebody answered the phone. So the, the system would deliver a message and tell that dispatched uh, repair person to go and do what needs to be done. When I overheard it, the owners of the company said it's impossible to do because back then all the phone systems, phone lines were analog, which means there was no signaling on the phone line. So if you dialed that person somewhere, they picked up the phone. You wouldn't know that they picked up. There was no signaling like we have now on digital lines. So that's the other impetus I quit. During this project, I actually took it upon myself and I built this system for Wisconsin to dispatch uh, installers this during emergency. I did it, but what I did for answer detection, detecting when somebody answered the phone, I made a mistake. It worked fine when I tested uh, it, it, here in Georgia. When I went to Green Bay, it didn't work. So during that process, I had to figure out why. And accidentally, get this, the phone is ringing next to me. And I had oscilloscope, electronic kind of monitoring connected. And I see bursts on the phone line. I said, what the world is this? Later on, I decoded it. I wrote an algorithm over there. I used to be, okay, you're pretty good writing software and firmware. And I discovered that when somebody is calling during the ringing pattern, when the phone rings, they're sending you the phone number. Mm. It was never used by any phones or anything. The reason, because there were no displays. You didn't know somebody was calling. But technicians had a special, you know, that handheld like a little device. It would tell them that it's coming from that number, but only for them, not on the phone instrument. So that's that. These two things, building a dialer because of uh, John Lucas that could dial out later, you're discovering that somebody calling in, I can extract their phone number. That gave the impetus to building complete call centers over the years that would process both incoming calls, outgoing calls, and there's just much, much more to that. So that's the beginning or that's the story why I started the company. And so amazing. There are so many things that, that stood out to me, uh, Alec, and the things that bubbled up to the very top of everything you just said is what Lloyd just said uh, in a comment, he said, see what a great heart Alec has. And yes, we can all see that. And why do we say that? Because oh, you. when you started talking, the very first thing you did, rather than say, hi, my name is Alec, and this is what I do, and this is why I'm so great. Instead of doing that, you gave a shout out to two friends. Well, that, speaks volumes, that speaks volumes of who you are at the core. And then you talked about and you were thankful of Georgia Tech and then John and you just kept going on. And it was all about your your fortune and your blessing and how you embrace that. And it's so refreshing to see and hear someone, especially of your magnitude of success, especially. And I hope everyone that's watching and listening is really taking notes on this. You're watching the model right here. You want a recipe? You just found it. It is Alexander Schlamm. He is the recipe for success that, in my humble opinion, everyone should follow. Why? Because he has that golden heart. There are many recipes for success, and not all of them are what I would consider to be good. They could be coming from people that don't have good in mind. That is not Alec. Alec is the other side of the expect. He's, he raises the bar. And thank you for coming on this show. And already, 
we could end the show right now and we've got enough value for everyone to live their life. Uh, just be like Alec and start, you know, start following you everywhere they go, everywhere you go and uh, <laughs> hound you. I'm just kidding. But um, that that is what stood out. And and then I'm a tech geek. I'm a former software engineer as well. We didn't talk oh, about that oh. before the show. And yeah. thank you for the comments and all that. I, I, I really don't deserve it. But if that's the way you feel, I, I have to say thank you. I'm, I'm being taught by my wife. You have to say thank you and you get a compliment. <laughs> so I, I keep trying. And that's the other another wonderful thing about you is the connection you have with your wife and how you're so open about it. I, I've run into far too many men who rather than you know lift up their wife and their relationship with each other would rather joke about it in a demeaning way. And I'm thinking, why did you get married if you're just going to joke about, you know, I think about it. I don't really call them out, but I'm thinking about it. I was like, man, you're kind of a, a turd, you know, compared to it. But uh, let's see. What did, oh, we got Lloyd uh, asking another question. He said, Steve Jobs said you can only connect the dots looking back. Today, we have caller ID, and it came from this guy. Yes, amazing. Yeah, and that is what's so awesome. He didn't it's say true. it by name. That's it. Alec invented caller ID. He, he is the reason we have it. I need to mention something. Yeah, I'm sorry I interrupt because when you okay. look in Google, when you look at Wikipedia, and I, I don't know, it's so crazy because you see many names, even for call centers and others, you don't even see my company, Melita International, and my name. I've tried to connect with people. I said, don't, it's not about me, but at least put my company and tell them what and how because we did invent what became later caller ID. And that was with that accident. Remember what I said? The phone rings. I figured out that the phone from the calling side is coming across. Well, what we did years later, just to connect the dots, we started building, as I said, inbound, outbound, major, large call centers with hundreds of agents. And we invented, gosh, so many things. One of them is I wanted to, you mentioned books. If anybody is interested, I'm holding here. Uh, it's an old book, but it's really for technology people, people that build call centers. I, I co-wrote it in 1994. It's called Predictive Dialing Fundamentals. And it kind of describes a lot of the things that call centers, people that manage need to do, how to do staffing, how to calculate. Anyways, but... Uh, what I was going to say is that when we grew the business and sold very large call centers, the first one, and this is interesting too, I don't even have it in my notes here. It's very interesting. We First, we did outbound predictive dialing, which means that the system would call by itself on multiple lines, 100 lines or 50 lines, 20, and it would by itself, through all the coding I did originally, you know, listen to the signals. I mean, I wrote so many different algorithms. And then later, of course, I had phenomenal employees and technologists and, and research department. But the first systems, I'm bragging because I did all of it myself. There was no one else as far as technology. The one thing I didn't say yet, I was going to. My wife was there from the day I started laying out the circuit in an apartment on a kitchen table. I swear to you, I started designing it because of John Lucas. He says, build it. Okay. So I was working. But at the same time, if anyone else knows what work means, my son was just born that year, you know, February. We already had a daughter there. 
I was working full time at Lockheed. I was also doing my master's degree. So I was going to school, getting, I mean, master's in, at, at Georgia Tech in electrical, it's not simple. So I was doing all this and I was designing this for John Lucas because I said, I'm going to do it. And it so happened, miracle, miracle that at that company I work, Solid State, they needed a system later for dispatching. So anyways, it, it's, it's just, that's all I was going to say is that Finally, uh, when we built larger systems, it became an opportune time, Brian, to deliver a system that no one ever heard about, never before in history, to American Express in Phoenix. And what I'm saying is, yes, our system first was dining out. What I mean by predictive dining, just if people don't understand, we wrote algorithms and predictability we used high-level mathematics and, and probability, stochastical theory, so that the system would eliminate all of the signals and only connect the person who answered the phone. And unlike the systems that were copied, copycats, our system, when you said hello or you said whatever in any language, you picked up the phone instantly, you were connected. So the system increased productivity one agent could do the work of almost four people. Mm. And I'm telling you, it's incredible. The whole industry over time was born because when you can save money enormously, or I used to say, don't fire the people. God forbid, don't. If you have 50 people in a call center, don't, don't. I love people. But those 50 people can do the work of almost 200, four times. So don't you think, I used to say, to the management and directors at call center, don't you think it's better for you to contact customers more often and build relationships than fire people? So this is what we did. Anyway, so when we installed the system at American Express, I was there because I wanted to surprise them. And I said to them, do you receive phone calls too? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have some people sitting there on a phone system, you know? So they had no information. They didn't know anything. I said, can we move some of these calls to our system? And they said, why? Just wait and see. <laughs> so here it goes. I'm standing there. Call comes in. What we did, we, I, I and a couple guys at that time, we were much larger. We wrote an algorithm. So it would strip that phone number, right, of the person calling. It would take that number go into the database. It wasn't even called database at that time, but it would find that customer's uh, record. If it were there, if that record was there, guess what? It would display the whole record in front of the agent, but on a terminal. This is where people don't understand. Something, oh, my granddaughter, I'm telling you, she was so disappointed in school doing project. And this is why I'm working on many, many things. I'm writing a book I'm doing, because it's all truthful, it's all real, it's all there, all documented. There are 50 patents in the US. There's so many documents you can find, whatever. But people don't understand where these things came from. And when I tell you what I just said, the incoming call, we grabbed the number, we displayed it for the agent, and the agent, listen, this is the funny part. So the agent says, yes, Mr. So-and-so, just like now, complete silence. You know why? The person calling in 
he he was shocked. I think it was a man. If I go, yeah. and, and I tell you what, within maybe thirty seconds of silence, we all looked at each other, and he says, "How dare you? How dare you? You know, you know, like trace me. How dare you steal information? Whatever. Back then, this is." 84, 85, you know, you're sustaining information today. You know what I'm talking about. So this is how it happened. So after that, about five, eight, nine years later, phone companies and executives, they learned from this stuff because we started installing incoming systems and displayed info. But why? The reason is that the agent doesn't have to waste time asking, who are you? Where do you live? Verify your name. You see, because you have the caller ID that it became known later on the phone, when phones had displays, because originally didn't, when it became that, think about this. You didn't need, within a few years of this invention, you didn't need to verify who the person was. Yes, a little bit here and there, because even though they call from a known number, let's say from home number, you're not sure if it's you know, the owner of the house or later on a cell phone. So you may have to have another question. But initially, back then, the calls would come in and we, based on that, invented another thing, which is very important and clever and it's all over the world. Because we knew who is calling, we were able to look up in the database previous conversations, previous exchanges of information. Then we wrote software that would intelligently it would take that caller that just called in and we say, oh, you talked to this person. Oh, you talked about this subject. We would route the call to specific agent with specific, specific skill with language. Let's say I only speak Polish in the Polish language. So I won't go on with all the other stuff. I will just add another invention for parents is we invented the very first truant system. This was in 1980 two, three, that we introduced to schools so that parents wouldn't have to worry so much when their kid didn't show up for school. And I personally went and met with legislature here in Georgia. Uh, Kathy Steinberg was in the Senate, Georgia. She and I introduced the bill in our legislature. And then it became, war, I mean, throughout the United States that by 11 o'clock in the morning, Middle schools, high school must or had to info, call the parent and letting them know the kid did not show up for school. So anyway, so that's just some of the inventions, emergency, you know, blood banks, the Red Cross. I mean, all of these people use the system to collect blood for emergencies, spills, chemical, nuclear. We delivered even to Georgia. Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, there is a nuclear plant here. I just forgot the name. I told you I don't remember names. Uh, so that's that. I turn it over to you so people can understand caller ID became a different name and it became associated with handheld and phones that had a display. But when we did it, there was no such thing. And so many wonderful inventions and things that we take for granted today. And it was all because you pulled, you rolled up your sleeves and put in some very, very hard work and long hours. And for that, I want to, on, on behalf of everybody watching or listening, I'm sure they'll agree with me. I want to thank you for doing that because without your hard work, we wouldn't have these wonderful things that are saving lives, helping parents, uh, increasing business, 
creating uh, increased productivity. You know, one person can do the work of four. I'm all about that because I love automation. It's a whole different area, but it's similar in ways. And uh, there were things that you said, again, see, here's the beautiful thing about you, Alec. And what I noticed is the first thing you say is usually the most profound. That's always a key to where this person's coming from. The very first thing you said is, it's not about me. And you then said, uh, when you were talking about John Lucas and, and what you said you would do for him, you said, I did it because I said I would do it. And those two things rung very, very solid, true, and profound with me because there's the recipe for success, everybody listening. It's not about me. It's not about you. Make it about the result. Make it about the other person. Make it about whatever the goal is, but don't make it about yourself. If you do, you will. it will take you longer. You will struggle. And I, I just, I can think of people off the top of my head that are like that, and it's, it's unfortunate. But I've seen what Alec is talking about time and time again. So I got to tell you, Alec, I didn't tell you about this before the show, but what I call what those two things were are a bomb dropping moment. And so if I can get my system to react, we're going to have some fun here. Oh, it failed me. But we have a little graphic there that goes across. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I appreciate everything you're doing. Uh, and what you said was so profound. Uh, my goodness, the truant system. And we had a, a request come in. This is good. Um, so, uh, look at this, look at this, Sophie Flynn. So proud of you, granddad and love oh. listening to stories, virtual hug, love Sophie don't, and don't cry. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. Look at this man. He's so amazing. And then, uh, Lloyd wanted to hear, I'll give you a moment. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh, I love this. I love what I get to do. I love oh, this. Because it's because of Sophie. I, I yes. almost forgot about everything because we've gone through a lot, a lot of sacrifice, a lot building company for 20 years. And we did a merger and that those people that merged with, they anyway, it didn't work out. And so, uh, and as I said, Sophie was looking at doing some project, couldn't find anything about color ID. And I told her. I would never lie. I would never make up stories. It's all true. Oh, true. It's just that the world doesn't know. They don't care to know, but it doesn't matter. Go ahead. I just, I'm sorry I react this no, way. No worries whatsoever. That's authenticity. Uh, that is you. You know, this is uh, what David and Sonia White said earlier. Alexander Schlamm has a heart of gold, and we're all seeing oh, this. Well, and then he said, brilliant man. And uh, Lloyd would like to hear a story, though. He would like to hear a story. He's uh, putting in there. He said, um, ask him about the girl on the train station in Europe. It's such an interesting story. He wrote it. Uh, you know, Lloyd, if you can hear me, I, I hope. He wrote the story that it's on LinkedIn, I think, and somewhere. People need to check with Lloyd. Maybe he can post. And that was beautiful. I tell you, I cried when I read the way Lloyd. You see, I never knew Lloyd until just two, three months ago. And oh, wow. we met at lunch with Richard Brock, whom I adore. He is a phenomenal entrepreneur. He had one of the first call center related desktop products here in Georgia. I think he's now in Arizona. People need to look him up, his company. I think I told you it's called Sales Talk Technologies. It's amazing product, artificial intelligence based interactive agents with, 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 Lloyd's 
the background, you know, like fighting people that have objections. This when those two are mar married together, there's no ma better marriage. Just like I, I've been married 49 years this year to a sweetheart. That's what he's talking about. So it goes like this very quickly. I met my wife in 1965 in a summer camp. I was 14. We were 14. Later on, I visited her a couple of times, this and that. She came to my town. We lived like a couple hundred, hundred miles away. So we, after a while, didn't communicate. But it happened this way. And I have it here in my notes as miracles. Because in 1969, my family, my cousin Michael, his brother Gus, I mentioned, because we had a band, we played in this, but we all left. Our family decided to leave Poland, the communist Poland. We were so happy because, uh, you know, Jewish people didn't have a great life in Poland, believe me. <laughs> so uh, Helena's uh, parents and, and family, they also immigrated. Now, of course, we didn't know about it. So here it is. And he wrote the story <laughs> so neatly. We are now in Vienna, Austria. We are on a platform, train platform. And I'm just standing there, this, we're waiting for the train that was was to take us to Rome, Italy. That was the, the way they handled immigrants until we got permission to enter U.S. Uh, and I keep underscoring legally, okay, because that's important to me. So um, I am on that uh, platform and suddenly I'm looking in front of me and I we have like three suitcases on this cart and towards us is coming Helena's family. And I'm looking, you know, close. Wow. You know, so here I'm meeting this Helena, who's my wife now in 69, it was September or maybe October. And we started talking this and that we, whatever, we got on a train, you know, on a, uh, into the train cart. She and I, we couldn't stop talking all night. I'm telling you this and that, whatever. I did have a girlfriend in Poland, which I have to be honest. I was waiting for her. I was thinking this, but it didn't happen. Thank God. Oh, my God. Helena is something else. I mean, she's the best friend, the best wife, the best, you know, Mimi, the grandchildren, call her partner. I didn't say it, and I was going to. I'll come back in a minute, because what Helena achieved and what she did for our company, I don't think many people on this call could even comprehend, because it's virtually impossible what she kept doing holding family, working full-time, taking kids to, to school, to activities, and helping me with everything in the company. And she grew, so I'll say it now. She got and rise to a position of executive vice president. She was responsible for world human resources, for facility management, for... At, at first, she did everything by hand, you know, paying bills, ordering parts, inventory, all of this as we started growing. So she's the best ever. But the story goes to go back to what we started. So in Rome, we started kind of dating. You know, I, I liked her a lot. She didn't like me when we met because she said you, you had greasy hair. You looked like uh, Elvis and you were so quick and guitar. And you were playing and singing every all the girls with this and that. So I didn't care to, to be closer to you. Okay, I said, okay, well, what can I do? I didn't know that. But anyway, so here we are on a train. Then we are in Rome. We started talking about life and this and that. And guess what? And I'm going to cut it short. After seven months of being stationed 
in Rome, in Italy. Jewish organizations, well, HIAS, which is kind of international, but Hebrew Institute, whatever. They gave us some money, of course. They made arrangements for all immigrants where they stay, this and that. They gave us some money, of course, to buy food, this and that. And we would get from our parents 50 lira, which was nothing, you know, like a dollar. She and I would go for a cappuccino. We would go to movies like in the theater. It was so dark and, and kind of dirty. She says she's writing, co-writing with me some stories. So here we go. Seven months pass. Guess, guess this. this. Is that not miracle? Whatever is already. Here we're getting uh, called to the agency that we received visas, permits to go to America. And I'm excited. My cousins already left their family. So we were uh, still staying there. So I meet Helena, this and that. She tells me her family got visas to go. I said, okay, great. You know, we were already beginning to date. So I said, well, hopefully somehow we'll connect when we get to America, whenever you get. Well, guess what? We got the visas. A couple of weeks later, we got the tickets. We are on the same airplane. We get on a plane and an airplane, and I don't remember. I don't want to lie. I don't do that. I don't know what and how. We are on the same airplane, flying to New York, and we are sitting next to each other and just talking to each other, wondering what in the world is going to happen to us. It was very uh, fortunate. How do you say fortunate? I don't know the English word. Sorry. Uh, I was fortunate that my cousins were already in America, and we already knew the address where they lived. So when we got to America, her family was sponsored by Pittsburgh, uh, the Jewish Federation, we in Atlanta. Then she was able to correspond with me and then we kept in touch. And of course, so many things happened, but we got married in 1973. So that's part of that story. But uh, he captured it very, very well. Lloyd is just a genius. And I mean, his vocabulary, the way he I don't know, guys, everybody needs to check him out. Sales Heroes Group. Anyone, just look up. He's some somebody that you guys got to know. How else can I help? My goodness. So uh, things, you know. Possible, because you've done so much already. And, you know, that's it. When it comes down to business and being successful, I just want folks to really understand at a deeper level it's about your relationships with people that are the most important part of yes. any success. And you can see Alec is a perfect example of someone who serves from the heart. You know, he's always talking about other people first. And you said a certain word to me before we came on that you said multiple times. And it kind of just encapsulated what drives you. And the word was miracles. And you kept saying how blessed you were. And you were so grateful. And that's just you. And that's the thing is, uh, if more people just would think about what they're grateful for, instead of all the, the stuff that's happening in their lives that's not positive, well, then your, your outlook will change for the better. And you'll be like Alec, I mean, full of energy, full of just love. I just feel this immense amount of love coming from you, Alec. I hope you don't mind my saying that. It's just Thank you. It's uh, it's I don't meet people like you every day. You're amazing. I've had a lot of great guests on this show. And I don't want to put anybody down as a second uh, to you. But I got to tell you, the bar has been raised very high 
as far as what kind of human being uh, one person can be. And that is you. And well, I appreciate you. I don't know if I deserve all the acumens and stuff, but but you mentioned building business because of employees. You were saying if anyone cares, they building business. I wrote a few just bullet points, which may be important to people that already have a business or are trying to build or rebuild or kind of remake themselves. We, as Halina and I, as I said, she was in the garage with me when we moved from apartment. She did everything. We have a story because we didn't even know how to market things. I created with her like a pamphlet. We were mailing it out because for those energy, like in Wisconsin, after that, I tried to sell more of those same emergency systems. But I was working for Lucky for the next two and a half years. So we didn't know how to, you know, put the stamps on the envelope. I'm telling you, so thick. <laughs> So we were licking, Halina and I, we licked the steps and then the envelope, you know, the inside of the yep. flat. Later on, people tell us, you take a sponge, you take a water. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. We learned, Halina and I, and I have to give credit also to my brother-in-law. Unfortunately, he is no longer with us, Ben Feldgeier, because when I started all this, I brought him in. He's, you know, my sister's first husband, and he helped a lot with testing the equipment because as you know you can have idea you can build it you design it but if you don't test all the different int intricate things you know the product could be we had virtually no failures and ben was phenomenal i miss him He's no longer but i wanted to just mention two three things we hired halina and i she was in charge of hrs you know some of the most reputable service business service providers the names people may know they no longer for instance arthur anderson they were financial advisor to were i mean one of the best our government shut them down i don't know why they had to morris manning legal people in town jones askew patent and trademarks and many others so we surrounded ourselves not just phenomenal employees and halina has this thing you know she can read through people you know today you can't even ask questions what how when whatever but she was very good at it i think i have a good sense of people and between the two of us we have i i i'm telling you we are so blessed that we had just about all employees that were that were loving us they i, I say it maybe you don't believe me but i'll make a point in a second we because we love people, my wife and I, in general, when we built the company, we decided, Harina and I, they're going to have the most benefits, whatever we can afford, obviously, money, you had to, but you know, our company never borrowed money. We were always debt free and we built from the successes, from the money we had. We invested a lot in the research and development. So. Oh. We were very independent. We owned the company 100%, Halina and I, but every employee had options. So if and when we go public, which we did in 97, everyone could convert and they did to, you know, stock, common stock on the, you know, NASDAQ. So anyway, so for some it paid out for some, but I wanted to tell you, we had medical insurance at first 100%. We were a smoke-free environment starting in 83 when we opened the first office we paid people that were smokers to go and you know get rid of it we had bonuses all the time 
holiday party invited the significant others. We had celebrations at the Lake Lanier with kids, etc. We gave U.S. government bonds to parents that had a child born while at Melita. They could, you know, 10, 15 years later, cash it out. Uh, we, like I said, provided we had built uh, exercise room. We had uh, the whole facility with for women, for men, as far as showers and this and that. We built a our own building. Kalina was in charge with Randy Borst is another guy. They together oversaw when we built headquarters, 110,000 square feet, very modern advanced building on the lake. She, so I'm telling you, not only she built our house, houses, our corporate, she ran all of it with Randy across the world. So anyway, that's what I wanted to tell you. We took care of customers and, uh, you know, what drives me and what really made it, I wrote this down, I know you didn't ask, but it's my <laughs> DNA. I have always, when I ran this company and I was on many boards, paranoid. Paranoid uh, driven, you may not quite understand, but my wife could tell you and other people, never at ease, never. I couldn't, you know, and music in my head from the time I was born and thoughts all the time, always on the go. So what the reason I tell you this is because I never wanted to take anything for granted. I didn't like to look at competitive products or read their brochures. I told my salespeople when they came, don't do it. I am not going to, oh yeah, they're doing this. No, you take your time, you spend it on our product, on our you know features and functions. You don't need to learn other people's products. I mean, we, we, you need to be an expert on others and understand how it benefits our customers. And when you do that, we always win. And we took so many business opportunities away from competition. So mm. that's kind of, you know, we did research and development that was huge for us. We opened office in, in Krakow with 20 scientists, Polish. We, Sponsor. We even had a, most people on the phone, if they are from Melita, they didn't know. I created what it was called Chopin House. Chopin is my favorite Polish composer. I listen to his music all the time. It's in me. <laughs> I tell you, it's like vibrates in me all the time, every piece. But, and I don't know the titles, which is so stupid. Because, I mean, the name. But we created Chopin House as a offsite research and development facility and only few people knew jim crooks who was in charge of uh, our vice president of engineering and then boguslav gill was the chief architect i'm mentioning names because they knew and we created i would go there i would yell at them i would a little bit like steve jobs maybe because i told them if by next month you don't have this feature or we don't release this I didn't threaten we're going to fire them, but I said, you, you, you got to do it because I, I'm going to have a heart attack. And I tell you what, these people, which I love them, they have told me what I wanted to know, and which is I'm going to tell you right now. Ten years after I stepped down and the company, our Melita, was integrated to Aspect Software, about a billion dollar, whatever company at the time. I had no more job. This is 2003. Wow. Ten years later, almost to the date, we still communicated with few ex-employees. 
they wanted to get together. It started as five people, maybe 10 people, their spouses or their significant. You know what? Within two months, Helena said to me, listen, we can't do this because now we had like 300 or 200 something on the list. Plus there's significant other. You're talking about 500 people. Six. What are we going to do with this? This is X employees after 10 years. So Halina says to me, we are setting a date. If people cannot make it, whoever does, but we still had 250, maybe 300 people. So this is what I wanted to tell you. And if I can, at the end, I just wanted to read something to my family for sure, if you let me. At the end, I have something I have to read because it's a miracle. My life is miraculous. I have phenomenal friends, not many, but close friends. Once you saw David and Sonia over there, Mickey and Beverly, there's few, but you know, I feel like few friends is, is the most important and to have many, many, and really you, you don't click it. They don't understand you. You don't understand them. So I think I'll stop in a second because. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Just uh, so much. So the, the lesson there is treat people with love, um, treat them, you know, they say, what's that book? Leaders eat last. You know, it's you epitomize yeah. that where yeah, the people come first. And, you know, when you do that, look at what I don't know of many people that would want to go see their former employer 10 years later or even a day later. Because <laughs> You know what uh, I'm thinking? Next year is going to be 20 years. Ooh, there you go. I already told Helena, I want to see who's going to show up. Even if one does, I'm happy. But if it's 5, 10... I'm happy. We're going to try it. to do it. Why not? You know, a couple more right, comments that I wanted to right. share with everybody here is, uh, I think it's Henrique says, Alec is an amazing human being and his story is so inspiring oh. and fascinating. Greetings from Henrique in, I don't know how to pronounce that, Rokla, Poland? Wrocław, Wrocław. The Germans oh called it Breslau. Yeah, it's on the um, uh, southwest uh, of Poland near the German border. Yeah. Not All right. Not too, yeah. And Merrick in Roswell, Georgia. Yeah, Marek. It's like Mark, you know. Got but it. In Polish, it's Marek, yes. Thank you. I need you. to take language lessons from you now. <laughs> and then here we've got a good one. David and Sonia White. I've known Alec for 30 years. Our sons were the same age, and we watched, them uh, watched over them together. I have traveled extensively with Alec. Amazing does not come close to what and who this man is. He has helped so many people and so giving. You will not find anyone remotely close to his character. I am proud to call him my best friend. Love you, David. I wanted to read oh, that out loud. I love you, David. And so, I mean, I, listen, I didn't expect this. It's way too much, and I am I'm almost embarrassed. As, uh, I'm sweating here. So, <laughs> Well, no, I'll let you have the hook here real quick. We're, we're kind of near the end, and I will, uh, yes, yes, definitely let you read what you want to read your family in a moment. Um, what I like to do, I can't believe we're already there, but uh, at the end of every show, uh, Alec, I like to ask one question, and I've done this for now three years, uh, and a little over three years, and it's the same question to each and every individual, but the answers are what are so profound. It's, it's a pretty powerful question, not because of the question, but because of the answers. And just before we do that, I did promise, and we got everyone stayed on, Alec, that's a testimony to wow. you. I'm watching the numbers and they're all still here. Everyone who stayed on live, that's all of you watching right now. 
you now will get the chance to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of the Big Insider Secrets. I'm going to pull it up on the screen and let you know exactly how to do this. And I'll tell you, I'm going to speak on behalf of Alec for just a moment. Alec and I both give you permission for just a brief moment to now actually go to a website so you can enter. So hang on, or you can write this down and do this right after the show's over. Your choice, I'll let you have that choice. Here it is, I'll put it up on the screen. To enter to win, simply go to your web browser and enter the URL or the web address is ryp.im forward slash vacation. That's ryp, that stands for Reach Your Peak, that's my company name, ryp.im forward slash vacation. And we will pick one lucky winner tonight and announce it on Facebook and give you uh, whoever wins. You'll get the information you need to go and choose where you want to go because you get choices. It's pretty awesome. That is there. So write that down, ryp.im forward slash vacation, because we need to get back to Alec for this amazing, powerful and profound question. And so just to put it all in perspective, Alec, um, there is no such thing as a wrong answer to this question. It doesn't exist. In fact, the exact opposite is the case, is that the only correct answer is yours because it's unique to you. That is what's so beautiful about this. So what if it takes you five minutes to come up with an answer or if it takes you five microseconds, and I know you know what that is being a software engineer, uh, to come up with an answer, either way is fine because it's your answer. So there's no pressure on it any way, shape or form. And uh, I just can't wait to hear your response and for everyone else to hear it as well. So with that, are you ready? Absolutely. Oh, of course he is. All right, here we go. Alexander Schlamm, how do you define success? It's a very difficult question, but to me, Success for me and our company, at least the way I would define, is the the family culture that we built. And for me to watch my employees, and I never talked about customers. We had conferences all over the world, brought all these customers. So for me, seeing customers happy, smiling, our employees, and that's the example I said 10 years later. To me, that's a success. I, I don't know. That's not maybe what anyone would have expected. I never was driven by money or fame. or Yes, my wife calls me monologue. I talk so much now and this and that. But, but it's not about that. I just wanted people to know, get to know me or know more about what we accomplished. But we did it because of our customers, of our employees, and my incredible wife i tell you it's just there's not enough time to talk about her i could write a whole book because there are no no women like this as far as i'm concerned so that is success you know being watching everyone around you that you have an impact on be happy and of course at the same time it makes you happy or should uh you know yes it's tough sometimes but Generally, even though my wife says you're so pessimistic now, this and that, I'm generally inside of me, I'm very happy. If I can get on a bicycle and go ride, you know, a couple hundred miles, I'm, I'm even more happy. So that's it for that. Mm. 
Thank you so very much for everything. Alec, you are an amazing man. Uh, I hope there are more people on this planet like you, and I can't wait to meet them all, uh, men and women. Uh, and I can tell your wife is an amazing, amazing woman, and you are blessed. And we are all blessed now because of being able to get to meet you and know you and learn about how, how the proper recipe for not just success in business, but in life. Uh, I believe you found it. And it's one of the best I've ever heard. And I appreciate you beyond words. And I thank you for coming on here and spending this time with us tonight. And I hate to do this. Oh, oh, I promised. You wanted to make a statement. You wanted to read something for your yes. family. Let's do yes, that. Yes, I'd now. like to. Just before, yeah. I wanted just to say to some people that I am so grateful. I have few friends I already mentioned. I didn't mention that, you know, to be successful, sales is pretty important. And Ron Dolinsky was one of the first true vice presidents. He changed the, the process, etc. I tell you, if it wasn't for him, I don't think we would have grown. And then uh, Bill Dumont, those two people were vice presidents. They ran international, all of the global sales, and I am grateful. So I'll read something here, and it's it's not too long, but life with wife Halina, children, Julie, David, their spouses, Ryan, Chelsea, and our four amazing grandchildren, Sophie, Harlan, Dylan, and Vivian, has been, I can't even say, miraculous. I've been undeservingly blessed by their presence, love and care, while my love and adoration of them extends beyond infinity. I thank you. I thank you, Brian. You are phenomenal letting me just just ramble on. And, and I am grateful. I always will be. And you can count on me anytime. You can reach out. I'll be one of your little helpers, you know. So whatever I can do, for sure. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I thank mm -hmm. the audience, whoever, to to be here. Beautiful, beautiful letter. I uh, appreciate you for sharing that. Um, amazing. Uh, I don't even want to end this, but it's time. So, ladies and gentlemen, on the behalf of the absolutely amazing Alexander Schlamm, I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show, and we're going to call this an episode, unfortunately, I, know, I wish we'd go another couple hours, but I want to respect everyone's time. Alex, especially, he's on the East Coast. It's getting late there. And uh, thank you all for coming on and spending your precious time watching and listening to this amazing man. I hope you got as much from this as I did because I got a lot. And um, I am full and filled as a result of this interview. Thank you, Alec. You're an amazing man. And that's it for tonight. So long, everybody. We'll see you again next Tuesday. We are signing off. Have a great Thank one. You, Thank you, sir. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.